0: Back to the Hope Dems podcast, where we dive deep into the issues that really matter most to our community here in Hope County. In our second episode, we're going to discuss how faith influences businesses and the impact of Black female leadership in our political landscape. So we're William Munn and Tyson Moy. All right, and we're here together today with a very very special guest. Um uh, Florine Fleming, she is not only our dear first vice chair of the Democratic Party here in Hope County, but she's a dedicated small business owner who prioritizes faith over our politics. And so, we'll uncover her unique perspectives and contributions to politics and entrepreneurship. This is going to be really exciting. Thank you so much for being here, Mrs. Fleming.
1: And thank you, both William and Tyson, for inviting me. It's an honor. Oh that you guys asked for my perspective on this. Well,
0: it is a pleasure. We know, we find that it's really important to prioritize people, uh, to prioritize life. And in this, you know, super hyper-capitalistic, you know, get-ahead-at-any-cost, you know, society, it's really a breath of fresh air when I hear you talking unscripted about how people matter. And in your home healthcare, you know, business and, and just really appreciate, you know, your, your, your dedication to humanity. So, you know, how do you find, how did you find that charge? How did you land there? Like, how did you become, you know, a, a business owner, a person who has to make a living, but in a society it seems you reject it doing that at the cost of people. How, did, how do you balance that?
1: I think. It was the path of my faith, number one, and uh, the path of the spiritual part of us that we have to learn about as we grow, as we grow in in our faith. For me as a Christian to Mm -hmm. grow day by day, month by month, year by year, I started to realize that God had a plan for me. And there were little things that were happening along the way I quote wanted and thought in that I was a business person yeah and 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 in the beginning, uh, someone would say, "Oh, you're a business person," and I would say, "Yes, yes, but one thing I never ever was outspoken about was that I was a business owner. And then when people would find out that, oh, you own divine home care, I would always say, without hesitation, it would just pop out, no, I don't own divine home care. The Lord owns divine home care. I am a steward. right And so along the way, I started taking notice to things that were happening in my business career and as well as my faith in my faith. And in my Christianity,
2: oh, so, wow, that's that how, is really that's inspiring, inspiring. Hmm? So how and do you find your faith intersects with your business practices? So some more like specific examples. I mean,
1: I would say the most important, I am in home care, so I work with uh, ER benef- we call them beneficiaries, and for me, they're patients. They will always be my patients. And staff. Your staff in a business, if you or a business person does not understand that your staff is the most important commodity that you have. And if once I, I always felt that because I was once a staff. I worked, you know, for years, worked with, worked with and for others. But one of the things that I always felt inside was, when I become a business owner, I will value my my staff. And when I say value, in that making money is not the priority, number one priority. Of course, making money, you have to do that because in order to stay in business, you have to make money. Even as a nonprofit, you can sure. bring in funds to keep sure. that business going. So, early on it was understanding humanity and understanding that the the, the money was not the main goal. The main goal right. was being a steward over your business. And that's mm-hmm. regardless of what kind of business it is, right. being that steward and that person that says, yes, I want to Make money, but not at all cost.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What a better society we would have if everyone truly understood that the end goal, which is to make money is not the most important thing. And so, you know, I really appreciate that. I think that for some, some ways that the Democratic party has gotten this label of being anti business and anti, you know, capitalist because we don't endorse you know, dehumanizing people really at the expense of profits. And so I, I appreciate hearing that from you. And so one thing that, you know, I'm personally deeply committed to is community service and ensuring that everyone has a quality of life. And I think a, a, a great quality of life. And I think the thing that you nailed on the head Still was it's not all about money we have to eat, but it's not all about getting rich. I think. People like that value, don't value the bank account, but you value a quality of life that God has given you. And, you know, and so I thank you for saying that. What do you think businesses role, you know, as a small business owner, what do you think your business or other businesses role should be in a small community like Rayford or Laurenburg or Red Springs? How, talk, talk to me a little bit about that.
1: I think that the main priority of a business or business owner is to uplift the community. And by, when I say uplift, I mean them financially because we work for financial, for the financial gain. So we can have, feed our families, have our homes, cars, those times, those things. But the business owner, should be focused in on uplifting the community, understanding that when you do well, the community does well. Absolutely. In that perspective, exactly. saying if I profit, then that means I can grow, which means I can hire more people, which in turn would then have them uplift their family. Mm -hmm. That is one of the things that not only in my business of taking care of sick individuals, disabled individuals, but the fact that I can look at staff who have been with me and I will stop and my average staff. I have some staff that have been with me 15 years. Oh, my goodness. In this small town of Rayford. And they Mm -hmm. could have gone on to other agencies. Sure, but they didn't because we believe in community. We believe in uplifting, and I think mm-hmm. business owners need to do that—to look mm-hmm. at the community and not only just say, "Oh, I'm making this kind, this amount of money, and I want this, and I want that, and I want this," but look at it and say, "How can I enhance the lives of other individuals?"
2: Individuals—that is such a beautiful sentiment. I mean, it, it it blows my mind that more business owners don't think that way, because you you think you're thinking about the long game. You know, you're not worried about quarterly profits next next you know next quarter. It's how does my business last for 15, 20 years, and how does it improve the community the whole time? I and mean, that is incredible.
1: And and I have the same worries and and the same the same. Things that you have to worry about, taxes, insurances, workers' comp, liability, all of it. It's not just the taxes, but it's all of the other things that come along with it. But as a good steward, you know, you understand that. It's a tear. It's mm. And the Bible says, you pay your taxes. You pay your taxes, you will then prosper. So you pay your taxes, you pay your employees, then you pay yourself. that
0: yeah.
1: premise from day one. Because mm-hmm. no one walks into a business and becomes profitable right away. Right. Right. So you right. that's how I always looked at it. Pay your taxes, pay your employees, pay yourself. And and then God will honor you because you're not being selfish about what you... mm -hmm,
0: That's mm -hmm. right. Words to live by. There's absolutely words to live by. Words to live by. There's a young lady at Hoke High, I'm sure, who is nurturing, caring, good with people, someone like yourself. What would you say to that 11th grader who might want to follow in your footsteps to become you know the next the, the, the you know the next public servant that you are,
1: I would say number one, right, ask God to direct you, mm-hmm. secondly, set your goals and stick with your goals. research. I have seen folk go into business, they don't have a clue about the business, but they think that there's money there. I'm going to go into this business, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to make all this money, understanding that. We must understand, those of us that want to become entrepreneurs, we must understand that it is a process. Mm -hmm. It is not something that just happens. It is not something that, that, oh, I want to do this, and it happens. It's a process. It's a mm-hmm. learning experience. Some folk go in thinking they know it all, and it's a learning experience. It's not I know it all. In the 20 years that I've been in this business, I have seen so many come and go. Mm-hmm. Come mm-hmm. And go. Mm. I know God is is that, and that's why I keep the Lord in front of it all. Mm-hmm. Because no matter what we may face, he's there to Move that mountain to help us climb mm-hmm. over that mountain. And mm-hmm. and I'll give you an example. And in, in our business, in our environment, about ten years ago, they came in and they revamped the whole process, the whole all of the programs. Mm-hmm. And in that re, revamping, they cut. They did severe cuts. Mm-hmm. There were agencies that went out of business because they had. Gone in a direction that I can do this, this, and this. When you can't do this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. That revamping, there were certain things that were changed. Divine didn't have to change anything. Nothing. I was so proud. We were still struggling trying to make that, get past that break even. (laughs) And... We came out, and that's when I realized that yes you're doing it right and to continue to do it right
2: in that way and so how, we're does, not... how does your how does your perspective from business affect your involvement in the democratic party whats what's the connection between those two
1: i w- I was born into the Democratic party, my generation 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 and that's ancestral
2: Democrat, I love that initially. It. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I think that the Democratic Party is the party that looks to help individuals, <laughs> and it's not always just the poor. Yes, the Democratic Party has looked out for the poor, but when the Affordable Care Act passed, that was that was a value of great value for our country and for middle class people who were paying a thousand dollars or more, and by now and at that time, and by now they'd probably been paying up to two thousand dollars for the coverage that they have today that's right uh, yeah, the Democratic Party saved our country from COVID, that whole <laughs> environment. The Democratic Party, I believe at the time when I was going to school, we had open enrollment. You could just go to college. There was no fees. It was the Democratic Party that that, to me, uplifts our country
0: mm-hmm. from
1: the from the poor of the poor to to the wealthy. Everyone benefits in mm-hmm. one way. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I've always stayed. And I have thought about, oh, should you? Go? Then I said, why? There are certain philosophies I just don't believe in, and I don't know that I would change. Mm-hmm. I have yet to have a president in the Democratic for any office in the Democratic, and I'm talking president because that's what we're you know we're closest to. That. I've never had a president, a, a candidate, a presidential candidate in the Democratic Party that I did not like. No, wow. That, no. I, <laughs> I, we, I every time I say that, I think about Hillary Clinton and say, probably saying ha uh-huh. ha. At this moment. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. my life and my family, all of my family are Democrat. And yeah. the Democratic Party to me is for the people.
2: Yeah. It is. It what is. Would it like, I- what would you like to? Oh, I'm sorry, William. No, good, good. I was going to say, you know, we're in an election year. What would you like to see the party run on in relation to business? Where could the Democratic Party help out small businesses like yours?
1: I think maybe opening up centers where young entrepreneurs could come and learn business you can get a business degree in college mm-hmm. but you, we we all know i'm a registered nurse as well what i come learned too yeah what i learned in school 4 years of nursing 4 years of business i tell everyone i could have had a doctorate well, but my path that was my path was to do what I did right. but I think that as far as the government is concerned, I think that we need to teach our youngsters our high, our high schoolers our college grads the 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 real part of business right. how to pay taxes how to to understand what a federal tax. What is Medicare? What is Social Security? Not wait until we are almost 50 years old and then we start researching what is really Medicare about? Yeah. What is Social Security? Why am I paying that? These are the things that when you, when an individual is getting ready to go into business, they have to know about. They need to know it. They I need often to wish. Them. Yeah, you're 100% right. I often, I
0: often wish that my program. Were are less th- theoretical and more practical in the sense that you go into your program and maybe by your soft- the second half of your sophomore year, junior year, you're actually engrossed. Not an internship, but you're actually, your program is the internship or your pe- your program is the apprenticeship or your program is actually running a business, simulated or real, you know, and we're supporting like you said, you know, the, the kind of incubator, business incubators that are so, they're so, you know, you know, that'll be wonderful. And there are a lot of communities across North Carolina where students, instead of having to go to a centrally located campus, they could learn remotely in, in their home communities and be able to immediately mm-hmm. take those skill sets and, and, and that knowledge and Established businesses and working in a community in Southern Halifax County that has, you know, tremendous challenges, but a lot of potential and a lot of brilliant people are coming out of that community. And I think that some of them are going to Fayetteville State University. I think that the important thing is exactly what you said. Let's not wait until you're, you know, we don't, we don't, you know, when you get a driver's ed. You don't go, you don't study, you know, four months in a book and they just put you in a car mm-hmm. and say, go at it. You know what I'm saying? They, they actually, you know, give you an opportunity to get hands on experience. And I think the internship, you know, model is just too far removed from the actual, you know, the actual real life opportunities running a business. And some, and some businesses, some, you know, CEOs oftentimes have the benefit letting their, you know, braising their kids in that business and then sending them to Harvard, Yale, or, you know, wherever, Wharton, and then, you know, and, you know, giving them the, the degree. But, yeah, no, so I, I totally agree with that. So, you know, we're going to get into, you know, local politics now. We're not going to, you know, all of us are officers in the in the Hope County Democrat Party, so I'll go ahead and put a disclaimer out. By us talking about this, we in no way are endorsing, a Democratic candidate in in this primary season, but boy, isn't it an exciting season to see those 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 signs sprouting up and you know early voters started. Uh, how are you all feeling now that you know that things are rolling and we're, we're moving along? We're, we're gonna go into sort of a conversational mode now. How y'all feeling about it?
1: Excited. I think that the 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 number of candidates and no. the the That shows that there are people that are really
2: interested in their government. That's, yeah. I'm thinking. I had a big opportunity last weekend. I will be the friend talking about their last vacation for the next uh, eight years. (laughs) But the Young Democrats of North Carolina convention last weekend, we had most of the, or a good number of the candidates in the primary come up and talk to us. And, you know, I won't name names, but when I heard from both attorney general candidates, I thought, oh, no. Who am I going to vote for? <laughs> you know, I was only familiar with uh, the one with a little bit bigger social media presence, but I heard from the other candidate and thought, oh, my goodness, I mm. might need to reconsider or at least do some more research. And it's a good problem to have. It's a nice time to look across the aisle and think, you know, look at the dumpster fire and then look back at, you know, choosing between two great candidates rather than, oh, gosh, I guess this is what we're doing. No, that's do 100%. 100%.
0: I remember in 2008 when Hillary and Obama were going at each other, and I was, you know, in one camp, you know, like all of the way gun in one camp. And I remember talking to this wise Politico, and I was like, "We, the other person should just drop out, so we can just save us all the headache." And they looked at me and they're like, well, "Why would they do that? We're exciting and registering Democrats all across the country." And I was like. That's right. Like the, 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 we are primaries aren't, you know, time to tear down your opponent because your opponent could be the general election candidate. It's an opportunity to lift up the values of the Democratic party and sell what we have, you know, and push that to the people. And so I think it's a wonderful opportunity. And so that's why I, I too am excited about primary season and, and you know, in my capacity as chair, I, guess I, I am very careful about to show favoritism to anyone, but I'm excited of the, of the crop that we have. You know, I think what's, what's going to be fascinating is the lieutenant governor's race. We have a hometown candidate and, and Senator Ben Clark and then Rachel Hunt, who is the daughter of, of former governor Jim Hunt. And so I just look forward to Continuing to see how that turns out. But I mean, I mean, I'm a political science major. I love the, to watch the machinations of, of election cycles. So
1: super exciting. Yeah. No, I think this is an exciting one. We'll, I think with so many in, we'll have more registered voters.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: More people will register and may the best woman or man win. That's,
0: That's right. It.
1: That's it. That's yeah. it. That's it. You draw you draw these voters out to get registered. And instead of two people there where maybe we have 10 additional voters, you have 10 and maybe you'll get a hundred additional voters, a thousand right. voters. And, and then when we have our general election, hey, we'll come out in droves.
0: That's right. That's what it's about. So It's going to be turnout, 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 turnout. The other side's going to turn out, man. But it's really important for us to to turn our people out. How interesting, you know. Early, you know, I, I posted on social media today today, and the Elephant Party has had quite the tough week, and so we had a special election in new york they were, were filling the seat of george santos the serial liar
2: you know so the uh yeah the amusement park owner and billionaire george santos the Paul, carnival barker
0: astronaut he actually owned. i heard i heard i heard y'all he actually owned their first colony on mars i digress so, at any rate, the Democrat candidate, in, in a sense, they were calling for a close race. The Democrat candidate ran away with it. Some of the, you know, some of the journalists there were saying that essentially the Republicans' inability to govern, and the example of, you know, crying about the border, reproducing producing a, a border bill, and then they walking away from it. A lot of that sort of shifted the voters and, and changed some of those on the fence to go ahead and and go and, and, and support the Democrats. So I just wonder, do you all think that, you know, I mean I think it's a fantastic victory for Democrats and a great, you know so you know, bellwether in a sense I think it's it's it, it bows well for us. Do you all think the border will still let me ask you this question. It might be a little controversial. Has the border is the border really that much of an issue? Or is it something that the Republicans have used? Because let's be quite frank, they you know, a lot of the Republicans are fearful of a changing America, and so they they it feels like to me, as a person of color, that the border is a dog whistle for you know the acceleration of a changing and diverse America, and so they use this language as if it is the most Terrifying problem that we have, and, and no one's saying that we. Sh- I n- I'll never say that we shouldn't address it, but it does seem, you know, from a, from my perspective, to be a bit inflated as a number one policy issue. As a matter of fact, it was a number one policy issue in the New York race, and I find that to be fascinating for states so far from the actual border. That, that that was their number one, you know, policy, you know, determining issue. Do you all, what do you, how do you all feel about that? Let me just stop talking.
1: I believe it's starting to backfire. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. Believe, you know, we're all immigrants. Uh, True. I think that people are starting to get tired of hearing, let's call it what it is. It's prejudice. It's
0: prejudice. Right. It's right.
1: Mm-hmm. It's it's all of those things when we all, I believe that there should be kind of border control. Sure, definitely, but absolutely. Name calling and calling folks aliens, and and those types of things, those that type of language mm-hmm. is starting to backfire, and it will. And I think that our party needs stays away from that, and I am so happy that we, as Michelle Obama says, we go high, they go low, we go high, 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 mm-hmm. because we just have to understand that we're all human.
2: That's
1: right. And that we're all the same. I think, you know, um not being cliche, we all bleed the same color. That's right. You know, we all have two eyes, one nose, <laughs> we're so this. You know, our brains are the same in terms of intellect across the board. There is no superior any race or right. anything. Why can't we just get a bill together?
2: Right.
1: Something that is fair and equitable to right. immigrants as well as for our citizens in this country. But yeah, I, um, think, I, think I think that's what the, oh, okay. the rhetoric about the border. And and it's all the border of Mexico. But as far as I see this, the border runs all the way through Texas and Florida. And it's, it's all we just we need to figure out our politicians need to figure out a way to help folk that want to come to this country and do doing the right thing. Rather than using it as a political porn, because that's exactly mm-hmm. what they're doing. It's playing to people's emotions and mm-hmm. take over your jobs. Most Americans don't want the jobs that they do. Mm-hmm. That You know, travel. If you travel, mm-hmm. you'll see, you'll, mm-hmm. you know exactly what it's all about. But mm-hmm. um, we are a country of, 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 all races.
0: Mhm.
1: Mhm. And I think that this border—it's it, just starting to become annoying. Do yes. the right, get the right laws in place. I mean, these are supposed to be intelligent folk. These politicians are. How does it take? Where are we going? Ten years now um, yeah. on the same subject, the same rhetoric, the same yes, then no, then maybe so. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm to the point where I just want to cut it off. Just turn it off. Oof. I turn it off when they start talking about immigration. You're going to do what you want to do. That's a political right. ball that they're playing with. They throw it when that's... they throw that ball. Can I get a strike? Or will I get a hit? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
2: So I said
0: you were about to say something?
2: I, no, I was going to say, I think that's what the tragedy of the failure of the recent border bill is. You know, There were some attacks on the bill from the left because there are pieces of it that are very sort of to the right and a little harsher than I think we would naturally lean towards. But, you know, when I see the videos, when I when I lived in El Paso, Texas for five years, a border, you know, one of the main border town, when a, a woman is carrying her children across the Rio Grande, that is an unbelievable human tragedy. It is horrible that that's the way the system functioned. And so funneling people to ports of entry, processing them, getting them work visas, doing the things you would do with a refugee, someone looking for asylum or anything like that. Like, I think that makes sense. Like a system that has people wandering through the desert, you know, having cartels help them. I mean, all of those things. It's every Every part of that is an unspeakable tragedy. And... It's sad because I think the bill would have helped. It would have helped the processing time. It would have helped you man add some humanity to it. But, you know, of course, uh, you know, Donald Trump said they can't do it. So every Republican forgot, you know, remember they don't have a spine and stopped voting for it. To your, to your point, William, on the border and being a dog whistle, I, I think at the top level it is right. Like you talk about the border and it's sort of that wink nod. Oh yeah, we're talking about that. I think it also and the reason why it has been able to penetrate into democratic circle is I think it sort of masks a deeper anxiety about economic reality in the United States today. Mm. You know, if you're a millennial or a Gen Z, the likelihood that you'll be able to purchase a house is much lower than it was for your parents and much much lower than it was for your grandparents. Wow. and it's harder to look at globalism and the way that you know, the Reagan Revolution shifted money to the higher. You know, what I mean, that is so complicated and so hard for people to understand. Whereas you can say, "Oh, well, there's immigrants. Immigrants drive down wages because it increases the pool of workers, which, through macroeconomics, releases you know can reduce and result in lower wages." And so, ipso facto, this immigrant made me lose my job, and now my life is worse. I cannot afford a home because of this person. Mm-hmm. Missing that that's that's not the reality of it. I mean, exactly like you said, Florian. Like they're, they're not the they're not we're not they're not taking your jobs. Like most of these immigrants are here on work permits, legally. They or have work permits from Mexico and the United States. They're working in agricultural, you know, work which is backbreaking, which is very difficult, and they're doing it to give themselves a better life. They're not. I don't. I mean, it's so again living in El Paso for five years. I, I ne- El Paso is the third safest city in the country, year after year after year. There's wow. very little crime. It's beautiful. The community is really tight, and yeah, there's there's immigration, and it doesn't like the quality of life for everyone is, is pretty dang high in El Paso. It's not this sort of Republican nightmare that they would go to. The last thing I wanted to say, I think it it also just absolutely reveals. The failure of our foreign policy in Latin America. You know, speak to it, man. If you don't, if you, so I have two pieces on it. First, it. I think history will view these people coming to the border as the first climate refugees. Mm. Earth is becoming hotter. It's affecting where they live, and if you can't live in your family area, family house anymore because the climate has altered and changed weather patterns or what have you. You, where are you going to go? Are we going to look at these people and say, "Hey, you and your family just have to die here because sorry, you can't come to us." No, you're going to figure something out. And then two, you know, Venezuela is the current example, right? The maximum pressure campaign under the Trump administration, oil prices crater in 2020 and 2021. There's no food on the shelves. They can't. The you know, there's no the trade imbalance becomes unsustainable. Inflation in the triple digits. And again. Would you sit there while your kids starved because no. some people in DC are going to be mad about it? No, no. You would pick them up and you would make sure they get fed. And if mm-hmm. it means walking the entirety of Latin America to the border for a better life, I would say I have a tremendous amount of respect for those people. And to dehumanize them and to treat them like that is just again to every every time it's a human tragedy.
0: I think one of the major. Thank you so much for that, Tyson. I think one of the major things that we want to hammer home over Mm -hmm. this podcast is that we value, Democrats value humanity. We value human life. And while the Republican strategy is to cater and manipulate fear, Mm -hmm. we are always going to stand and do the right thing, whether it costs us an election cycle or two, but we are going to always default to taking care of human beings, and so we hope that the American people will reward us. We have chaos and fear on one side of of the the ballot this year, and we have experience, we have compassion, and we have humanity, and a you know governing class on the Democratic side that wants to recognize is we are moving forward in this future and not drill, baby drill, just to be in, just to own the liberals, mm-hmm. not, you know, send them back just to own the liberals. Those aren't policy solutions. And I think, again, that's why we, why, why we're here, why, why this part of this is part of the national discourse in the first place. The Republicans don't really have anything to offer the country in terms of a vision. Like what kind of vision do you get from them? I I don't see anything worth, you know, they're not they're not promising a new green economy. They're not talking about, you know, making folks' lives better, learning new trades. You know, it's all about hurting people. And that that's really I think something that a theme that we're gonna hit on a lot, you know, over over this election cycle. So I appreciate you all speaking to that. I, another thing that happened today. Was that, you know, the the Donald Trump got hit with Mm -hmm. a $355 million fine, Mm -hmm. given I think it was his, you know, mishandling of his business in, in New York. Lots to think about there. I read a couple of pieces, you know, analysis pieces about how dangerous, you know, a person would be if they had access to sensitive material and how they may be willing in an effort to raise this money, I think there's, I think we all have questions about really how rich Donald Trump was and considering part of the order and part of the judge's, you know, ruling was that he misrepresented how rich he was in the first place to get loans that he should have gotten. Mm-hmm. We should be concerned about, you know, his, his putting him in a position to sell secrets to, you know, other gotcha. nations, so, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It just seems so strange. Uh, we haven't even talked about. We haven't even approached the topic that you know he stood up in the, in a rally and told told his supporters that he would encourage Russia to invade NATO members if they didn't do what they were supposed to do. So that's a whole other conversation. The three hundred and fifty five million dollars. Do you think that this starts to Another another loss in the in, in the courtroom. Do you all think that this starts to peel off the veneer? Does it change the complexion of the race? Uh, it's a lot of money, and and you know, for a person who prides themselves on winning, I mean, do you all think it has any kind of impact on his base, or you know, disillusioned voters who may not be thrilled with Bi- Biden and and were considering Donald Trump?
1: Well, I say, number one, a no vote for Biden is a vote for Donald Trump. 100%. As a small business owner, when I hear him say, oh, I paid so much tax in taxes, I sit back and I wonder, is he talking about Medicare and Social Security? <laughs> because your profits were hundreds and hundreds of times more than mine. Okay, thousands Mm -hmm. more than mine. Okay, tens of thousands. Let's let some zeros there. Sure. And I pay taxes. Yeah. Other than Medicare and Social Security match. Right. So when he screams about the taxes that he's paid, is he talking about his matching Medicare and Social Security? Because if you've made so much money, what did they say that he paid in taxes last year? A few hundred, one, I think it was
2: like $700 or something. Yes. Oh, yeah.
1: So tell me, we, we work on the same principle of business. Am I correct? Whether you're you a small can, business or a large business, you, me too. Told me why I paid a way more than that. Not way, 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 but enough, enough. that I had to say, oh, I gotta write right. this check. <laughs> I can't believe that this man is screaming about the taxes. That what did you pay? The only taxes that he's paid is his employee tax. Yeah, that's wow. It. That's what I believe. Now that's I don't know. I have not seen his taxes. Tried to keep them in secret as long as he could, fighting them in court. But if he paid seven hundred dollars on his revenues. He didn't pay any taxes. You know, <laughs> from my perspective, as a business owner that pays taxes,
0: right, 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 right. I right. I, okay. I, I
1: always say that to myself when I say that. I'm like he's screaming about all the taxes that he paid. What taxes are he is he talking about? Okay, I know what taxes. If you paid seven, how much did he pay Tyson? Seven
2: hundred dollars or something. I mean, just hey. absurd.
1: And what's so sad is today had tonight, this evening he had a press conference. Did you guys see it?
0: No, Lord. And, no, I, no.
1: Miss James is a diss, and everybody is corrupt, and the judge is corrupt, and I'm like, where's his psychiatrist? Where's
2: his mate? He's not a it's like pie, just is having a few drinks. I mean, oh my goodness, could you imagine talking to that guy about his problems? <laughs> okay, well,
1: you could, uh, everybody else that's law-abiding citizens as corrupt, and you're the one that's corrupt. He will not, he cannot see himself as corrupt. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: that's so sad.
0: He I think that's it. Certain-
1: that he kind of, that he's getting from the citizens that are giving him monies for his campaign, he's probably going to pay some of his taxes with them. I hope
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. that
1: those <laughs> folks that are out there still sending his money, wake up. What a, what a, what do you need to see mm. to understand that this man is not for our country?
0: We're going to get a psychologist. We're going to one of our guests are going be is going to be a you know mental health professional. I do think there is. And we're going to ask him some of these questions. because I think you—you—you you know the head. What? What? Why are people so beholden? And I'd love to get that from a mental health
2: perspective. Yes, I'd love to get that opinion. I don't know. I worry about it a little bit. I think it—I think it makes him. It's going to make him desperate. Yeah. You know, to paraphrase Hunter S. Thompson talking about Richard Nixon, you know, he fights like a badger, and a badger is most dangerous when it's on its back and it smells right. dead in the air, and. Mm. You know, Donald Trump's a lot of things, but like he does have that like animal cruel intelligence, you know? Mm-hmm. He can smell it. Mm-hmm. And you know, unfortunately, even though I was too optimistic last week, so I have to be a little pessimistic this week. Or two weeks ago rather. I it's gonna be a close race. You know, uh, not mm-hmm. a popular vote, obviously. Biden's gonna win the popular vote by millions. But, you mm-hmm. know, it's gonna come down to some tight races and North Carolina and Michigan and Georgia and Arizona, and you know, like get on lucky. There's just you know whatever happens in an October surprise of some sort, and Mm. he could win. And I think it's just more proof that a second Trump administration would be the lot. It'd be the last real election we ever had. That's Um, right. That's right. The things he would do in his second term because he's gonna have he's gonna have a better Yeah, you can have a better structure of government around him this time, better in the sense Mm -hmm. of more capable. The -hmm. Heritage Foundation talked about their 2025 project of filling the civil service with just the the worst people that could be in civil service. And Mm -hmm. it's this is just another data point, another thing where, you know, we've alluded to Navalny a couple of times tonight. You know, things aren't like that. People are not getting assassinated until all of a sudden they are. Right. It doesn't take a lot to get there. I mean, Mm -hmm. especially with some of the history of state mandated violence in this country. That's right. I
1: tell you, there's a movie called The Miseducation of Something. And I think it goes back to education and educating our young people. That's my biggest concern as well for our party in Mm -hmm. general is educating our young people. To the history of this country, not just the civil war, but the history of voting rights, the history mm-hmm. of 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 women not being able to vote, the history of black people not being able to vote, the history, and when he you know and this may be a turn to something else, but I interrelated in my head. Those folks that are trying to get rid of all of the books that are that have history that our children, whether they're black or white, are going to miss out on. And when they miss out on that, they also miss out on the importance of voting. Mm-hmm. There is so much mm-hmm. integral into the history of our country when it comes to the Civil War, slavery, indentured servants. It's so many variables that our children will not know about because mm-hmm. they're slowly taking things out. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. of people who I believe if want to turn our country into a country where we have a Mona. I really believe That's they're right. here. That want that to happen. And we, as Democrats, have to really, really push and try and stop these folk from taking our history away from our children. History, you know, change. And when you take my belief is that when you take the history away, you change the history.
0: Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it becomes, you know, whoever it is, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be a close watch. I, I, I do think, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to take the optimistic act this time, and I, I do think that there are going to be many weeks of unforced errors, and we're going to. Uh, it'll be, it'll be very interesting. Mm-hmm. It'll be, it'll, it'll be interesting, much, much too close to, you know, for us to be comfortable at any point. But uh, this is where we are. Well,
2: so I have a question for you too. It's
1: going to win by a landslide. I really. There <laughs> I
2: <know>. I really we <laughs> go. <laughs> it's
1: my faith coming out, okay? That's, yeah, that's,
2: yeah, yeah, like,
1: like, yeah. That my spirit keeps saying he's going to win, and mm-hmm. people are going to mm-hmm. wake up when they see looking at Trump. And there are, I believe, there are good Republicans. Yes, yes, There are
2: people, yes, are, there
1: are people who are Republican. That they may not have the same uh, politics as we have, but they do have morals. And mm-hmm. we can't That's take right. that away from a person Ooh. because they're Republican. Yeah. But I think that, that there are a lot of Republicans that are tired of him. That's why That's I, 100%. I respect Chris, Christy, Christy. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. He speaks yes.
1: Up. That's yes. right. 100%. If there are some folks, they try to push them down on, maybe they'll stay quiet. They're the ones that's going to go in the booth and change their boat, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. That's what we have to pray about that. That's you know, right. scripture that says, Philippians 4 and 13 say, says that all things are possible.
0: hmm right? Those if who love believe, the Lord. Mm-hmm. All
1: things are possible.
0: All things are possible.
1: Yeah. Faith and belief, and belief gets us to where we need to be. That's and, right. And and I know even as a businesswoman, if I didn't have the faith and the belief yeah. that God was going to be there for us, be there for us, and, and when I say us, I mean anyone and everyone that was ever involved in in Divine Home Care. And I'm I wasn't I don't know if I was supposed to say that, but it just it just came out. I'm just like, no, I'm no, ready. no, 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 please go but I just believe that in my faith says Joe Biden has this and they could say he's old. They could say he's dead. But he have people. It's not only Joe Biden.
0: No, no, no,
1: no. People that are around him as well. mm -hmm. Just like they tried to trap him with him and his son. I believe the other day I read that was out. That's right. They were, Honored and Trump was dishonored. So that's it. People are going to wake up. And if they don't, then we have to say, shame on
0: you. Shame on them. That's
1: right. No, you're him. right.
0: You're right. That that was a, yet another thing that happened this week that the, the FBI informant who lied, you know, was, was, you know, so was charged. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyson, you are about to say something?
2: Well, if I was going to, I feel like, wow, that was. We, if we just clicked the episode ending with you talking about Joe Biden winning your faith having you think Joe Biden's winning, I think that'd be a perfect ending. I thought you if I should Ask my question. Um, but so, yeah, I'm a little bit on the foreign policy side. You know, you, William, you brought up Trump saying he's going to, you know, threaten NATO countries if they don't pay their dues, which is not a thing in NATO. So NATO countries are supposed to spend 2% of GDP on militaries, defense spending. You don't have to though. There's no nothing in the NATO charter that says you have to. You just it's it's a goal. It's a nice goal. Most countries hover between one and a half and two and a half percent. We spend three. Poland spends three. I think the UK spends like two and a half. Anyway, that's bye bye. But you know, in my two deployments to Iraq and then to Poland, I have worked with every NATO country, every NATO member country, in either in their capacity as a bilateral partner in Iraq or with NATO itself in Europe. I am NATO's biggest fan. If you don't follow them on social media, NATO's social media stuff is some of the coolest, will hype you up for NATO. Highly recommend. But Hmm. uh, so it's important. It's important for a million reasons. The Biden campaign rolled out an ad this week about, you know, NATO is how we won the Cold War, every president is open NATO. You know, Article five, which is the collective defense, an attack on one is an attack on all, has only been activated one time. And it was nine eleven when the United States was attacked, and every single NATO country answered that call. What? Every single NATO country sent troops to Afghanistan. Yes. Every single yes. first responders, firefighters, help to the United States after nine eleven. Yes, that's incredible. incredible for us to even be discussing leaving is just it's just it's disgusting. Like that's something mm-hmm. like I'm like getting mad thinking about it, but. Yeah. I'm a nerd and I have a personal connection with NATO. How do you think we communicate the importance of NATO to someone in Hoke County?
0: Tyson, I'm going to go out on the limb and say that there are a lot of folks in Hoke County who are just like you. Sir. And, no, no, and, yeah, and, and who serve and who can take that message and educate all of us. I didn't know that. I didn't know that about 9-11. I didn't know. Didn't know. And I didn't know that you know they answered the call. They went to Afghanistan. That this 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 treaty has has in effect defended democracy. Mm -hmm. You know, and 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 the free world. I didn't know that, and I think sharing it as you have will open up a lot of eyes, and and also illuminate just how dangerous and compromise, you know, Donald Trump is. Yeah, man, Tyson, shout out to you for that perspective and, you know, just sort of centering us. You know, I think you, you, you're right. We have to, you know, look at this election through clear eyes. But I think as we have a lot of opportunities, you know, coming, coming our way and, (laughs) unforced errors. We just sort of wrapping things up. I was just thanking Tyson for that perspective. Did you have sort of a response to his question?
1: No, it was very informative for me. I appreciate yeah. that. Oh,
2: thank you. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm just learning. We're just learning here. And, and I think that speaking out in this podcast this podcast is going to go out we're going to i'm going to post this episode the link to this episode to all of our friends on hook county i hope you do too mrs fleming and you as well tyson (laughs) absolutely and so we want to do that so that people can hear exactly what you just said i think that's really helpful but we want to thank you, Mrs. Fleming, for your, for your faith and your hard work in this community for all these years, employing people, putting food on their table, helping, put, helping putting food on their tables, helping give them, obviously your work in, in home health care gives, gives people a longer and better quality of life in their, in, in, in their homes. And the people that you employ, obviously, you know, can depend on you as a leader. To to find employment, you know, so we thank you for your service. We thank you for your service as First Vice. Tomorrow, we're going to have a great time at the Hope County Library, uh, working with our precincts, getting them ready for this, uh, for this long call. Cause we're going to, Hope County is going to look great this year for the Democratic Party. We're going to turn it out for sure. I'll, I'll leave it to you two, you know, for, for any final words before we wrap it up.
2: I wanted to thank you. It was, that was amazing. And thank you so much for your time. Also just wanted a quick shout out. We are a couple of events coming up. So the county party meeting will be Tuesday via Zoom, 7 PM normal time. Hear about our exciting finances and other business from William. And then on the 23rd of March, we are currently planning in the beginnings of planning a free throw tournament at the high school. Some great prizes will be involved in that. It'll be a great time for everyone. For more information on that, you can go to. Invest the website, William. Help me out really? oh, on a lifeline.
0: Really? Hokedems.com forward slash store. Uh, you can go to our store, take a look at the at that, and again that's HopeDemz. Hoke H O K E D E M S dot com forward slash store, and you can check out the, the the free throw tournament as well as some nice cool shirts that we're going to demo on our next episode.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And I want to thank that's you, Georgia inviting me just thank you so much i was i'm very appreciative of all um, this whole this show.
0: the this show this is a beautiful community you make it beautiful and we thank you for taking your time and we're going to showcase it we're going to talk we're going to bring all this beauty to the community and make folk proud you know Hope county here's you know we're doing our thing so until the next time thank you all for joining the Hope thems podcast and we'll see you on the next side. Take care. Cheers. See y'all.
1: Good
0: night. Absolutely. Good night.